Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Brett, we're a law firm that specializes in business litigation. What do you think? I know there are a lot of factors that go into this, the answer to this question, but can you point to one thing that is a distinguishing feature? What makes you or what makes us better litigators? Besides having you as my partner <laughs> um, and the phenomenal team we have here at Bast Amron, all kidding aside, I mean, I think we collectively, and I know I have made a significant effort over my career to understand the human toll and understand... What does that mean? What do you mean understand? So, so listen, clients come in and they hire lawyers because we're not emotionally involved in the issue, right? Whether it's a breach of contract, we're not a party to the contract, a partnership dispute, we're not a party to the partnership. And so they hire us to have this, when I say emotionless view, right, we're not involved. And so we have this view to help guide them to the result that they're looking for. But we also need to guide them on the result and make sure that it is a realistic result. But in doing that, it can't be robotic. It can't be completely emotionless from the perspective of not understanding what the emotions are that are involved. So there are human, you mean there are humans involved, like our client right. is a human, their right. business partner is a human, the other, the uh, other the lawyers are parties, humans. Right. There are humans involved, and so there is always an emotional right. component to it. Even companies, right, are run by people. And so whether or not a person at a company is super upset because the company's getting sued, and ultimately you dig into the fact that this person is upset and embarrassed because they got sued because they made a mistake. When in reality, it's not a big deal, but they're embarrassed by it. And so that's, you have to deal with that human emotion and just be empathetic to it and understand it and then guide them through that process. Right. And that, well, that's a particularly pertinent factor in the insolvency arena, the yep. embarrassment factor, that right. when a client comes to us and their business is failing or they personally have uh, financial difficulties, there is a huge embarrassment factor. And so I think when they walk through the door of a lot of insolvency law firms and say they want to file bankruptcy, you know, they, the lawyers pull out the, you know, the paperwork and say, okay, what well, you know, what, what are the assets, what are the liabilities, rather than considering the emotional impact, the impact on the on the client, what brought them to that point, what's the outcome that they're looking for, how does this affect them, you know, when's the last time they slept? I, I always like to say that we sell peace of mind, and we tell clients all the time, there is value in a good night's sleep. But I think understanding the impact, you know, what you were saying is in understanding the impact, the emotional toll yeah. that disputes take on the client can be, you know, a critical competitive yeah. advantage. And whether from a bankruptcy or a litigation perspective, right? I mean, we, I always tell clients when they come in and they, if they're pounding the table, they want to file a lawsuit or if they've just been sued, you know, I always tell them, listen, this is what we do for a living, but it's not enjoyable, right? I mean, it is not something that everybody seeks, <laughs> people want to seek out or, you know, this is something that comes to people for whatever reason. But, 
you have to understand that impact and then figure out, you know, I, I try and steer them away from litigation if possible, if, if it's at all feasible and try to get to the result another way, just like a bankruptcy, right? And understanding whether or not a bankruptcy filing is the right approach and, you know, sitting down with them and figuring out from their perspective what they really want. And sometimes we as lawyers, uh, we're all about, you know, our time and I, and I understand that. But there's a time when the client is sitting across from you and you realize that all they want is just somebody that they can unload their story on. Right. Has that, has that, oh, yeah. I mean, oftentimes (laughs) clients just need to have somebody hear their side of the story. Yeah, that can be a useful tool. Understanding that can be a useful tool before litigation and during litigation because sometimes you're in the midst of litigation and, the client needs to be heard by somebody besides you. Obviously, you, you as the lawyer, you need to be the, your client needs to feel like that you care, that you understand, that you're empathetic, that you understand their situation. But sometimes, you know, a mediator or a judge or the other side, the other opposing counsel can be, sometimes the client needs to get their story off their chest. But I think it's important to understand you know, the emotional, what baggage are the clients bringing to the table? So like to your point, a lot of clients come in and think they want litigation. My view is nobody wants litigation. Anyone that thinks they want litigation either has not had a lot of experience in litigation as a party or doesn't understand, you know, what the outcome, the possible potential outcomes of litigation are. So Typically, when a client comes to us and says they want to file a lawsuit, our first answer is, what is it you're trying to achieve? And oftentimes a client wants to sue, let's say a customer client comes to us and says they want to sue their customer because they haven't paid. This is my, you know, well, how big of a customer is this for you? Uh, Well, they're our largest customer. What percentage of your revenue is attributable to this guy? Oh, it's 20% of my revenue. And so what happens when we cut off that revenue source? Oh, gee, I hadn't really thought of that. Oh, but you want to file suit against them, but you think they're going to continue to do business with you. And they haven't really thought through, oftentimes, what's the impact? You know, they haven't employed empathy in their own analysis. What's the customer going to think about? How are they going to react to this? Where are they coming from? And that's why I think we employ a much more holistic approach. We're trying to consider what's the impact on the client? What's the impact on their business? What's the impact on their, on their business partner, the opposing party? There's so much, there's such a rippling effect to the commencement of litigation besides the financial and temporal costs. Cause there's a lot of time involved in litigation. Clients have to spend time. Anytime I always tell clients, anytime you're sitting in my conference room, you're not out there selling whatever it is you sell. You're not out there producing whatever it is you produce or, or marketing your business, whatever it is. Your time with lawyers is in litigation is time away from your business. And listen, there's time when you got to litigate and you got to be tough oh. and you got to push and that happens and be aggressive and all of that. But to yep. do that blindly without factoring in, you know, the other outside components, the human factor and all of that is not the approach that we take. You know, one of the things that reminded me recently, I was, I was listening to people talk about doctors and, and the impact that some of the doctors that deal with 
for example, some of the like the worst cases you can imagine, children with cancer and where the doctor has to go in and tell the parents that their child is not going to make it or they I mean it's just it's the, the most horrific thing you you know you can imagine. And then, you know, talking that there are some doctors that can that train themselves to do it, walk in and say there's nothing we can do. Emotionless and walk out. And then there's some doctors who do that and then walk out and just break down. And we as lawyers, while we don't deal with those situations, right, this is what we do all the time. We litigate. We are in bankruptcy court all the time. We deal with companies that fail. We deal with people that have financial issues and insolvency issues. We deal with litigation all the time. We deal with depositions. We, this is second nature to us. And we go home, and, and again, this is not our particular issue, right? We're not the subject of any of this. This is just our job, our career, and we're representing these people. And it's hard sometimes to remember that that there is there are human beings and that this does take a toll and that when you deal with these people and you deal with them strategically and you come up with things, you have to remember that they're humans. Right. And sometimes I kind of put myself in their shoes and think about, well, what if I was in that position? How would I feel and how would I think? And it reminds me, you know, as a, a one-off, as a young lawyer, we were representing a client in litigation and I thought, there was a transcript, uh, some testimony of uh, an opposing party that I thought uh, the client would really get a kick out of based on prior conversations. And so I attached it to an email and I sent it off to the client and said, I thought you might enjoy this. And the partner that was working with me on the case came in and said, you know, I, I saw your email and I want you to know there is, there is nothing about this that, that our client is enjoying. So just Hmm. not a great use of the words. Perhaps you should use the term, I think you might find this interesting. And so from that date forward, I've always said that. Unless, of course, it's, you know, we win a case, we get a settlement, a case, whatever it is, we win an issue, then it's, hey, I have great news for you, not, I think you might enjoy this. Because you know what? The partner was right. That's the human factor. Right. The client didn't want to be in litigation right. in that instance. Right. And as much as the client maybe got a kick out of whatever was in that transcript, that's for the client to decide. Right. right? Not for me to say, I think you might enjoy this. Because right. they're paying fees. They're paying a lot of money. They're right. not, you know, they, they don't want to be involved in this. So as much as they may enjoy the interaction, they're not this is not enjoyable. Right. I tell people all the time, why, you know, why our job is so stressful as litigators is that it is our job to deal with other people's problems. But when you are involved in a lawsuit with your business partner or your biggest customer, whoever it may be, that's an all-consuming problem. That client, when they walk through these doors, they are thinking about this problem constantly before they go to bed, when they wake up, constantly maybe they haven't slept in a long time and they walk through and for us it's one of many many clients that are are in that situation and that's part of you know i think this is uh the sword and the shield for us it's part of why we're so good it's also part of why we're so stressful is that we really take on our clients problems when we have a client 
come to us for a litigation case, we think about it all the time. I do stress out about it. I do, sure. like you, you just said, I put myself in the client's shoes and I look at it and say, well, if this was me, how would I want this to be handled? And that's how we handle it. I mean, I sometimes I wish I could turn that switch off in my mind, you yeah. know, the empathy switch. But that's what sometimes makes you I such wish a good lawyer. I, I didn't, you know, and I think this is the case for all of us here. It's the difference between a good lawyer and a great lawyer, and that is that you genuinely care to the point where the client's problem, when you get paid, and unless we're in a contingency fee case, which we do a lot of, we get paid win or lose, but we really want to win because we care about the client and we care about the outcome, and that's why we think so much about it, and that's why we, we stress out so much about, and that's why we prepare so much when we're going to court, because we genuinely care about the outcome, because we thought a lot, and we've, we usually will get to know our clients. We like these people. We want to genuinely want to see a favorable outcome. But I think the other side of that coin is that we also understand and I think part of employment of empathy in litigation is we understand that winning in litigation does not necessarily mean that the other side loses. Oftentimes, a win can be a win for both sides. So the end of litigation earlier or the avoidance of litigation can be the best outcome. And, you know, we have a saying around here that we love to send you know, retainers back to clients. That's one of our favorite things is to send a refund back to a client that, you know, ask for a $10,000 retainer, solve their case and send them $8,000 back. That to me is a home run. And people laugh and go, hi, you must hate that. No, I, clients don't expect to get the money back from us. So they are ha- they're going to remember that case. They're going to remember getting most of their money back from the, from me. And they're going to recommend me to other to other clients, but we are looking for solutions. And to me, that's, you know, uh, I think a lot of litigators don't do that. They just start looking at the next step, filing the answer. Then I've served discovery. We're looking at how do I get to a solution? What's the end result? You know, what's the outcome that our client desires and how do we get them there as fast and as efficiently as possible? Yeah. And so I think, look, I mean, I think that, you know, it's very easy. You go to law school, you graduate, you get files and you start working on them as a lawyer and you just, again, you get numb to the facts and you forget that there are human beings behind all of this. And so once you sort of get that idea in your head that, you know what, there, there actually are human beings here and really take that into account uh, and factor that into your analysis and your practice, it's absolutely going to make you a better lawyer. It's going to make you a better person for sure. And listen, it may be, it may add a little bit of stress, but I actually think there's a little bit of a stress reliever because if you're on the same page with the client and that allow, if you're more empathetic, that allows you to be on the same page with the client, right? Because you're understanding where they're coming from. You're understanding where they want to go, not just from the facts and the law, but again, on the the human toll and the emotional side of it, where they want to go and what they want to do, as long as it's realistic and measured it, then there's less uh, stress and and combat with the client because they're looking at you like you're just, you know, you're you're a robot. You're sitting there. You're not understanding me. And so if you get to that point with a client, your relationship with the client will be better and um, I think you'll you'll have more success. Well, it's also, you know, that's a great point. It's also about, you know, communicating honestly and openly with the client, which is, you know, something we stress here. So if you have understood the client, 
understood their position, where they're coming from, how this has affected them, then you're also going to communicate with them more honestly and openly. And I think a lot of lawyers, well, one, they don't communicate with their clients at all. That's the biggest complaint about that clients have about lawyers is non-failure to communicate. But we are... um, super neurotic about communicating with our clients, but it's also just communicating honestly and openly and telling them, look, if you have a risk of loss, I'm going to let you know that there's a good chance we're going to lose this or that, or there's a good chance we're going to win, or, you know, here's, here's what I expect to happen. And sometimes I think that might sound, that might seem callous because we're saying, Hey, you're going to lose this case. But If I was the client, I would want my lawyer to communicate with me honestly and openly, not say, yeah, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win, if they really didn't believe that. Now, I'm going to go to court. I'm going to go in court (laughs) and fight for you at every step. And that's, we love the unwinnable cases. You know, we we love the challenge. Um, People come to us with the most difficult cases. And so I love a challenging case, but I also want the client to understand that there's a real risk. And the other human side of all this is, litigation, the most important human of all in litigation is the judge. And so we have to communicate in a manner that the judge understands your story, understands the human side. And that really, to me, is the critical difference or the critical time when we employ empathy is when we can tell an emotional story story so that the judge feels sympathetic to our cause in a manner that says, yeah, this would be unjust for me to go the other way. Even if the contract says X or the law says Y, it's the appeal to the emotions that can be a difference maker in front of a judge or in front of a jury. And a lot of lawyers, you know, understand the law, understand the facts, walk in and just, you know, repeat it all, but they're not telling it in an emotional manner. They're just kind of walking through the motions and not telling the story. And I think that satisfies, you know, the client's need for empathy along with the, you know, the judge's need to understand the impact of what they're doing. And I think this goes, obviously, I mean, we talk about a broader issue and get into this for hours on end, but you can uh, take this approach in life too, right? Be human. Right. Yeah. It'll be helpful, you know, and it has helped me. Um, over the years. Yeah, you know, I want to make one other point that you made uh, to add to what you said before about, you know, stressing out in the front end kind of reduces the stress on the back end. I mean, this kind of goes to preparation because the worst feeling walking out of court, sometimes you lose, sometimes you win. But the worst feeling walking out after a loss is, oh, I could have done this, I should have done that. And there's no way to avoid that. You're always going to, you know, think about different things you could have done differently. But if you walked in and you're prepared and you lost, you having been prepared to presenting all the cases and making all the arguments and appealing to the emotions and telling the story and you still lost, there's not much you could have done. There's not much you would have done. But if you walk in and you're not prepared and you haven't thought through all the, all the various angles, then the stress level will be way higher. The, re- the remorse associated with lack of preparation is much more stressful than the, you know, the stress associated with over-preparation. And I, I think that's a, another uh, you know, key distinguishing way that empathy, that's not really empathy, but it's really understanding the emotions and, and thinking through the case before you get there. That's another way that you know, this benefits the client. And uh, benefits you. Well, it goes back to one of our core values, right? Caring. Yeah. 
Yeah, the care factor. I mean, that's, I think that's a whole, that's another podcast topic on onto itself. But I think that I would submit that most lawyers don't think of empathy as a competitive advantage, but I think it is one of ours. I agree. I agree. Be human. Be human. Oh, I like it. Let's, uh, maybe we should put that on our website. For more information on this show and other resources, visit fastamron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Fast Amron.